You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Well, a action-packed show with some good race footage and a good hot lap at Laguna Seca. If you guys like B-sedans and 510s especially, you're going to want to listen closely to this episode. A car that hasn't been driven in 30 years, it's all put together and back on the track. It was a fun weekend, eventful. Eventful. (laughs) All right, first I'll tell you about JB Well DIY projects to get through. Want to save money, want to save time, want to avoid paying the repairman, big or small repairs, home or garage. Ordinary household glue, well, it's ordinary. You need something stronger and you need something better. We're proud to have JB Well as a sponsor. They're great. I know the owner. I hung out with these guys at uh, SEMA that came on board. I've always used JB Weld in my garage and my shop as well. They've been around for over 50 years. They're proudly made in the USA. And uh, for those who are like us who have to do the, or who like doing the work ourselves, JB Weld's the way to go. You keep it in your toolbox, kitchen drawer, craft room. Uh, it's good for metal, wood, plastic, and more. Don't glue it. JB Weld it available at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Walmart, Amazon, Michaels, and more. JB Weld. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. The church recommend to get it on. And welcome to CarCast. I'm Adam Carroll. That's Matt, the moderator. DeAndrea over there, fresh off our trip to Monterey. Yes, sir. Uh, it was a good trip. Had yes. some highs and some lows, but uh, some it was uh, it was good uh, overall. Good to get away. Good to um, spend some time at the track. Not have a sorry hurried feeling. Um, initial thoughts. We didn't have to. The first run group wasn't until twelve thirty. Uh, every day so we could get up have some coffee take a walk mm-hmm. kind of wake up a little didn't have that kind of weird hurried there was always a sense of you know when your run group is like nine forty-five, it it doesn't feel that early but there was a little sense of anxiety like first thing you had to wake up like yeah. it wasn't just get up when you get up it was like you got to set your alarm you got to get up and you got to kind of get your shit together. Yeah, yeah. And then there's going to be a lot of traffic and who knows how long the line is going up the hill to the track. And if you get caught behind somebody or whatever it is, and then, you know, you make your way onto the track and then people want, want to stop you and take a picture and stuff. And you're kind of hustling over to your area. Yeah. And there's always just a little anxiety right. with it. And again, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't overwhelming. It was just, you had to kind of get up and get going. And, uh, when you're running at 1230 and there's nobody at the track, except for the guys and their mechanics in the race cars, you just get up when you get up, have your coffee, take a walk, watch some TV and just sort of leave when you're ready. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. Yeah. It was a little bit easier. Yeah. A little bit easier. Uh, there was, Two questions that everyone's been asking on social media. We'll be able to address them both. Uh, one is of the pictures I took is, hey, man, what happened to the Sterling mags? And mm. two, why don't you ever test the car before you race it? Which the first obvious answer is this was the test because <laughs> Monterey was canceled. So this was the shakedown of the vehicle. Uh, we'll get into that. Let me just uh, get a quick hit for our friends at Dodge. It's time for Dodge Power Dollars. That means for each horsepower, you get $10 off your purchase on Dodge Charger, Challenger, and Durango. So come in for Dodge Power Dollars today for a pretty sweet deal. Um, yeah. So the, the wheel issue is just, you know, it's just. Well, uh, so there was a, there was some wheel issues and then there was, of course, an air cleaner issue and then it just kind of spiraled. So, and, and just to show sort of the sequence of events or like how life can often work and why you, one needs to be smarter than what life can throw at you. Mm-hmm which I just think comes with experience and maturity and knowledge and stuff like that. So the first thing, which was uh, the wheel thing, we found the wheel, we got the, we got the stuff powder coated, we blah, 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 and the blood it. Yeah. That um, looked great. Yeah. Um, this started 
first off, they look fantastic. They were perfect, and they they were heavy. They're fairly heavy, and there was a kind of a uh, there's kind of a thing that I haven't really been able to solve in my head, which is I was dealing with the Sterling mags, and they they felt just to the touch. You know, as you're moving them around, they felt a little bit heavy. Yeah. Um, then as I was swapping tires off of this mag and swapping tires onto that mag, I started to feel that the Panasports felt kind of heavy too. And this is sort of, so where, this is where I got into trouble. (laughs) Uh, I had a set of mini lights, which look like Panasports on my 610. And I needed to take the tires off of those. And I was going to take the tires off of those. And I was going to put them on the ones that came on the different drummer car, the, the Panasports. But as I was doing that, I noticed the Panasports are kind of heavy. And, and so were the Sterlings. Yeah. So, wait, I say Sterling? Is that right? Sterling, Panasport. Yeah. I always get the other. There's, there's a mag that I always screw up. I do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sterling are the ones that we found and fixed and powder coated. Yeah, yeah. Revolution is the one I'm always thinking I'm swapping out with Sterling. Anyway, the point is this. Uh, I started to notice these ones were heavy and that the Libras and the mini lights were much lighter. Okay, so we have have the Sterling mags, which are the originals that we wanted to find and we got. Mm -hmm. The Panasports... Those and are the, new, and, and the they came from Jim. They put they put them on the right. car when they gave it to us. Right. The so, Libras were just off to the side. I had them redone. Right. So we have three sets of wheels. Yeah, we actually from. have four sets, I think. Uh, but three in this instance that we were picking and choosing from. Just no, so I've mm-hmm. I've included the Libras in the in the mix, and so it's it's <laughs> Panasport, Mini Light, Libra, and Sterling. Those are okay. the, the four. So this is a deep dive, but I start noticing that the because they're all off the tires now. I'm just like handling them and I'm picking them up. And they're 13 inch, so that you can just kind of pick them up like a toaster, you know. And I'm like, oh, this one's heavy, yeah. and that one's yeah. not that heavy. So uh, I called Jim Frula and I go, this this one seemed you know a couple pounds heavier, and he you know, and he's like, yeah, that's a big deal. The unsprung weight out on the corner. You want you want to go with the lighter ones, you know? And I was like, okay. So I go, all right. Now I'm going to get. You got to bust out a scale. These tires, I bust <laughs> out a scale. I put Sunny on the scale. <laughs> I get a base reading with Sunny, and then I, I hand him each set of rims while he's standing on the scale. And okay. I keep reading the scale as I, as I'm doing it. Yeah. And it turns out the ones I'm looking for, like the the mini lights, are like nine pounds seven ounces, and the Sterlings. And the Panasports are like 12 and a half pounds. Like it, it, yeah, that's a percentage-wise, it's a big percentage. Yeah, it's a big percentage. And then the Libras are like 10.2 or something. They're lighter, okay. just a little more. So, of course, I want to go with the lightest. So I start making arrangements to go with the lightest. The problem, then there's two problems that kick in. So I, I have two sets of light rims and I have two sets of heavy rims. Yeah. So I start working toward putting them on the light rims. Uh, the problem is, is the lugs don't work. The, the They're drilled out too big for the studs, and I don't have the right sleeved lugs, and blah, 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 with the washers, and now it's getting down to crunch time, and I'm all fucked up. So I go, fuck it, I'll run the, I'll run the Libras. They're a little bit heavier, but I'll just run the Libras. But, but weight-wise, middle of the road, right? Uh, middle low. Middle low. So already, though... To answer the Sterling question, the executive decision was the Sterlings are great, too heavy to race. We have other options. So let's bring them. Let's mount a tire. Let's bring them. We'll show the car on it, and that'll be that. And then when we bring it home, we'll put the Sterlings on, and we'll get the pictures, and that'll be that. But not race on the Sterling. So that solves the Sterling issue. Right. Right? Right. Okay. Um, Then... Uh, of course, Sean's on vacation this whole time, so he's kind of the guy who knows what's going on at the mm-hmm. shop. He's he's consistent or something. You know what I mean? Everyone else is kind of all over the place. Like I'm like talking to Jose, you know, and I'm like, Sean has these tires marked right and left, front, rear, 
I'm like, that's is that the driver's side? Is the right the passenger side? That's is that from in the car? And Jose's like, no, it's, it's from outside. It's looking at the car. Which was and a weird go, answer when we heard it. I go, just so Sean marks it facing. He faces the car and then goes right side, left side. Why? Why wouldn't he go driver side, passenger side? Yeah. It's like he marks them facing the car. Okay. Oh, I get. All right. So that's yeah. what you say. That's that's what it is. I was standing there, and it sounded a little weird to both of us. We're like, all right. So then I the go. Do it. So then I go. Go fuck it! I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get the libras from the other shop. I'm gonna put them on and whatever. And there's three libras, and they're underneath this table, and they've been there for three years. And I go, "Where's the fourth libra?" And then I remembered a few days earlier, I brought a libra in, and I kind of dry fitted it on the car to see what yeah, the yeah. see what the overhang would be, to see what the inset would be, the offset. And I was like, oh, okay, I brought one into the shop. I drive it. I must be under the car or just, I said, it's around here. And I started looking. Next thing you know, I'm on my hands and knees looking under all the cars. And yeah, because they're jacked up and everything. And I'm searching the shop and I'm tearing the shop apart. Then I think I'm going nuts. Then I call Sean and I'm like, Sean, do we have four Libras under this table? He's like, four Libras, 100%. They've been there for like three years. I'm yeah. like, well, there's only three now. And he's like, there should be four. And I'm like, uh, where did the fourth one go? And he's like, I don't know. There were four under there. And I'm like, I took one to like dry fit it. Yeah. Did I not put it back? But then where is it? Why isn't it just yeah, sitting next to the car? There? All the other rims and tires that I've been dry fitting and testing are just sitting next to the car. He's like, I don't know. I'm on vacation. I'm like, okay. Tear the shop apart, yeah. tear the showroom apart, start talking to Jose and everyone. Like, where's that rims? Like, I don't know. Like, no one ever knows anything. I'm going out of my mind now. I'm like, there were four of these goddamn rims underneath this table. Where is the fourth rim? Where did it go? Why would anyone take this yeah, Libra rim? What are you needing the fourth rim it's, for? It's, what, what do you need a rim for if not to dry fit like you were doing? It's been sitting underneath this table for three years why did someone just pick it up where'd it go yeah nobody stole it i mean and and nobody wants it there's nothing to do with it yeah what are we doing who nobody knows where the fuck it is no one has any idea no one's ever seen it right so i'm like searching everywhere there wasn't tires on them it wasn't like we needed the tire for something nobody you know no, I'm looking up on the or... rack. I'm pulling stuff down from the rack. I'm trying to, I'm on the phone with uh, Roger Krause tires. I'm trying to figure out if they have more of the Hoosier R7s and blah, 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 blah. They're letting us run the Hoosier R7s, which are stickier, kind of a race slick versus an old school treaded, you know, historic tire. Everyone's going to be on them because everyone wants to go faster, blah, blah, blah. And uh, at some point I just give up on the Libra. I'm like, I. I don't know where the fucking fourth rim is. I, I don't I don't know how this works. If somebody yeah. comes into my shop and like takes the rim and brings it somewhere and <laughs> nobody of course Jose never has any idea of what's going on and he's he's telling me Sean stands in front of the car and he goes right side, left side while facing the front yeah. of the car. And I'm like, it just doesn't sound smart to me. I I don't know why anyone would do that. And um anyway. The next day, I go put the tires on the rims, but the rims don't have the lugs that fit right, blah, blah, blah. The next day, um, because I'm, I'm going insane, I go out to Jose one more time, and I go, Jose, right and left on the tire. Really? That's, that's facing the car. That's facing the car? And he's like, no, I think it's from behind the car. <laughs> okay, why do you still, what, Max Apata, why does everyone talk? Why are you talking? I don't get why you're talking. I, when I say for the third time, what, that doesn't make sense. Why would he do that? That doesn't make sense. That's your opportunity to stop yourself and go, you know what? You should talk to Sean. I don't know. Why, what is all the crazy misinformation based on nothing? You're being, you're 100% wrong. What is that? I, I don't get the quick answer, right? At one point, when you asked him the eighth time, he walked over to the 935 that had the tires left and right written on it. He goes, I oh, know, it looks like it's from inside the car. I was like, that's how he did it over here. It's like, yeah. uh, okay. And the thing is also, if Adam asks me a third time, I question everything. I question the, my grasp of the English language. <laughs> yes, you should. So anyway, turns out 
He was 180 degrees off. Fine. I still couldn't find the rim. At a certain point, I'm like, fuck it. I don't know where that Libra is, but we're leaving without it. And all we do is have a set where we don't have the lugs that fit very well. The Libras, the lugs fit. So at some point, it's like, all right, we got to get the trailer. We got to get the dually. We got to clean everything up. We got to load everything up. We yeah, got to get yeah. going. And I'm like, uh, so Jose, where's the dually? It's like, it's at the other shop. All right, well, go get the dually and bring it on. We're leaving tomorrow. Goes and gets the dually, brings it over, comes walking in with the Libra rim, <laughs> the fourth Libra. The fourth Libra. I said, where, where was that? Backseat of the dually. Yeah, sitting in the dually. Sitting in the dually in the backseat. At the I, other shop, which nobody I, really goes over there. Right. <laughs> I said, what? How? I don't know. That's the part oh, I don't understand. Who, who did this? I don't know. How many people? I, I, are, I, I, that's that's what I think. Listen, Sean doesn't know. Sean it. doesn't know. Yeah, that only uh, there's two other people, Jose and me. I didn't do it. I didn't drive the dually to the other shop. I didn't put the rim in the car. That leaves Jose, who doesn't know. And right, How, look, people borrow the dually. The guys around here, Nate's people, they but they don't grab a Libra on the way. They don't grab a wheel on the way, right? So, well, here's all I want to. <laughs> Here's the here's the thing with Jose. Does Jose know or doesn't he know? He just goes, I don't know. It wasn't me. And I go, well, who put it in the back of the dually and drove? Who took one rim? So then I started calling Chris, and I called him earlier. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, did we bring? Wait a minute. Did we bring a Libra over here, here and in like the studio weigh it? when we were talking wheels? Right, right. right. We- and Chris is like, no, you had two Sterlings. You're weighing each sterling against each sterling. Yes, yeah. the the unmodified version versus the modified version. R- right, or the one soon to be modified. Right. The different configuration of the sterling. I'm like, oh, we didn't get a, like, we didn't grab a, a Libra as a baseline. And he said, no. And I was like, but also, who would put the Libra in the dually and drive it over here? Yeah, first... Chris's first answer would have been, what's a Libra? Right. Right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because it makes sense. Like, you, you're not up to speed on the, the Libra branded wheels. So if we said, grab the Sterling no, Max. Yeah, I, was, first off. He would have been like, what's a Libra? I know, Adam, Adam I know dummies. <laughs> I didn't say Libra. I said, I is there a little the rim thingy call. dingy that we're <laughs> yeah, like yeah. over thingy? circle wheel thing. Tire, yeah. tire rim, rimmy yeah. thingy. <laughs> <laughs> it makes the car go. You know, like yeah. on a choo-choo train, they have the wheels. <laughs> the wheels. This yeah. is like the that. Wheels the that is, that's must the go round and round. Yeah, yeah I didn't yell where the levers. That's right. <laughs> good. All right. That's good. Uh, <clears throat> we didn't bring that one over. I remember we had the two Sterlings here. Yeah, you understand where my mind goes, which is I don't know how this rim got placed in the back seat of my dually truck and then left there as a single rim from four rims that were sitting for years underneath one table, just one, no valve stem, no weight, no tires, nothing, just a bare rim gets thrown in the back of the dually. So all I can do at this point is start to hypothesize about bizarre things, you know, like I don't think we weighed it, but I'm out of ideas. You know what I mean? So I'm like stretching for where it is. Then I talked to Sean and I was like, Sean, were we going to take this to the powder coater guy so he could see the color? Because he powder coated those Libras. Are we we, we trying to see that? Whatever. And he's like, nope. The powder coater guy came to us. And I'm like, I know, but were we going to take him one and show him his old gray powder coating or something? He's like, nope. I was like, so somebody just randomly grabbed the rim, put it in the backseat of the car, and then drove the car to another location and parked it, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's what we did, and you and Jose have no idea what happened, although you and Jose are the only two people who work here. Right. I would bet Jose knows more about this than he's letting on, because Jose watched me crawling under cars for a day, yeah. screaming, where the fuck is that rim? And then he went and found it. And he was like, oh, guess what? Somebody put it in here. But it's like, Jose does drive the dually back and forth. And it's the kids. Here's the the beauty of Jose. Hypotheses, Chris. From from Jose's perspective is he didn't know. He probably did it. He didn't know. And he gets to take comfort in the fact that he just has no idea. It wasn't like, maybe I moved the rim. 
Maybe it's in the truck. Now, Jose, Maybe we did something. Jose plays me done. like he plays me like the giant guitar from the mariachi band. <laughs> he knows he just stands in front of me and just goes, "Oh," and I go. He knows if that were fucking Matt or anybody else, would be going, "What the fuck do you mean you don't know? What is going on? How did this get in here?" He just goes, "Hmm." <laughs> And he just stares at me, and I go, oh, fuck it, get back to work. Like, I, <laughs> but he knows, he plays dumb. He does. He knows he just stands well, in front of me and just goes, I don't know. You don't just think free. he's aloof? He just, like, doesn't do the math on it? Like, he's like, did I move a rim? There's no hey, back. Not a lot of introspection going on with yeah. Jose. He just looks not at you of, and goes, I don't Not know. a lot of, like, internal questions and answers. Where could the rim be? Could I have moved the rim? I understand you're looking for a rim, but... Was I involved? You know, like yeah, there's it's, none it's of a that. No win situation for him at this point in, in his head. When you reach a certain how lovely of is it to be in his head though? Right? How <laughs> chill is Jose? I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I listen. <laughs> I am telling you, I've learned a lot from my dad. My dad plays incompetent, so you leave him alone. And I think Jose's just kind of playing dumb. Like he just goes, oh. And I go, how? Oh, who put it in the back there? Oh, <laughs> that's it. And he knows. I just go. I, I move on. Like again, if that were Nate, that'd be a twenty-five minute conversation right. about what do you mean you don't know? There's only two people at work here. Sean doesn't know. Sean's pretty lucid guy. Like he's pretty sharp. He, he would, Remember yeah. fifteen minutes ago, you were explaining that Sean stands in front of the car and faces the car and then marks his tires accordingly. You were wrong about that. Maybe you're wrong about something else. Maybe you're wrong about this. All those calculations that people do in the in the middle. Like, does that make sense? Or could we move the rim? Or Sean be like, did we move a rim? Do we? Jose has the beauty of not doing any of those calculations in his head. Yeah. There's just like, you say, he walks up, he cans you the rim. You say, how did this get here? And he goes, I don't know. In his mind, he's like, you were looking for a rim. I got a rim. Problem solved. Here's your rim. Well, remember <laughs> right? remember done, when he got over. me a gallon of brown paint for the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, how do I? I said Swiss coffee. I told him Swiss coffee. <laughs> and he just handed you a gallon of random brown paint? Yep. <laughs> okay, it, it couldn't have possibly gone down. Oh, it's beautiful. Could it have gone down? That could you have gone to Home Depot and said the guy I want a gallon of Swiss coffee, semi gloss, interior, and he gave you a can of brown exterior flat? <laughs> Is that what I told him? Yeah. So that's how it works. You just tell him this, and then he hands you, he makes you a custom can of brown paint that's flat and uh, exterior, and then he hands it to you, and then you take it to the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I think there's more there is yeah. what I'm. I, there, look, there's a there's a human element to this that, that's just appalling. Like when you split something a part of a set that far away, how does it not just eat away at you as while they're while they're still separated until you bring them back? Oh, together? it would for all of us. Why and it does it for the, Sean? What's in the back? Why is it in the back of the dually? Where's it going? Where did it go? I don't know. <laughs> Who was taking it somewhere? I don't know. And if you were taking it somewhere, what? When were you going to take it there? It's just a random rim. And where are you going to put it back? Apparently not. I don't know. If the dually was parked in the fucking parking lot where I was, I would have looked inside of the course, dually. I yes. was that fucking desperate, but it wasn't It wasn't there. Anyway, <laughs> we'll give you a lap of the race, tell you more about them, trying to sort out transmissions as we as we go. J.B. Weld, proud sponsor of CarCast, epoxy adhesive brand used by both pros and DIYers, um, trusted for over 50 years. Available at jbweld.com. Retailers everywhere, including Home Depot. Lowe's, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Part, O'Reilly, and uh, Michaels, and Amazon, and Walmart as well. Um, so, trying to get my transmission sorted out. I have tr- I have transmissions, but they're none of them are fucking marked. You know what I mean? Oh, they just yeah. say BRE on it, or five ten, or six ten, but they don't. I thought we had say a few on there. with you know with a sharpie mark on it. Like yeah, something. they say like six ten, or they'll say like close ratio or something something like that but yeah. they don't have much more there's little bits and pieces on there i'm trying to find uh one to swap out with the uh gd uh the one in the 610 probably will work but anyway uh the 510 the different drummer cars got the transmission that drives me nuts it's got the one where second gear and third gear are 200 
RPMs off, which is essentially the same gear, which is it's confusing when you're driving it because you doesn't feel you learn it eventually, but it doesn't feel like you're in the right gear. It feels like you're in some weird in-between gear. Your, yeah. your brain doesn't calculate it. We have a video. It's just it's from inside the car. Unfortunately, the camera's mounted up a little high because uh, the roll bar was a little bit different. So you don't really see that far in front of the in front of the track. You can just kind of see the the mirror. Yeah, we just have this for now, but there was another camera mounted I, on the outside it. of the. Yeah, we'll you know, we'll, so we'll, we can, we'll cut together a better yeah. video for the first uh, lap. I, I, just, I cut this one. Oh, you did? Yeah, we can watch it. Here we go. Huh. Look who cut a video. Starting a starting race. Oh, there you go. How come we're not spending ten minutes in the grid? <laughs> <laughs> Going into turn yeah, one here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, oh. There's a oh, bunch look, of. There goes Troy. There goes Troy <laughs> wide. Oh, everybody's sliding Everyone's around. Sliding Everyone's having around. a good time. Troy's going inside, jamming himself in there. Troy Ermish. Yeah, is that the 2002 right there? That's one of the 2002s yeah. BMW. Little BMW looks good. You're lapping that fool. Look at you. Going toward turn five, I guess. Just having a little. I've had a few missed shifts this race, which definitely cost me in these momentum cars. I, I hate this transmission. It's funny we 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 saw on the straightaway one of your missed yeah, shifts. Yeah, like, oh. I, I had like two or three. Or there's one where I was just like in the wrong gear when I was coming coming through, and people just pass you. They're full <laughs> momentum cars, like you can't can't pick the wrong gear. With these cars, I was standing on the on the straightaway. And someone was there uh, talking to me. It might have been Justin or something from the, the guy who brought the motor home. And he's like, how come some of these cars are going so much faster on the straight? And I said, it's how fast they're coming out of that corner first. Yeah. You know, watch them fly around that corner right. and how much speed they already have. That's the momentum that you're talking about is here, coming out of this turn, whereas we're watching this, some cars seem like they're flying. Right. All right, good job there, yeah. Max Pata. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, car looked good. Car ran car good. Tra- good. Transmission's tough on me, but the uh, the the comedy of uh, errors that really cost us was the uh, air filters, and you know, it's just one of those. It's just one of those things where um, I looked at the car. First things first. Jim Frula finished a car, but he never did put it, an air filter on the car, which I don't, I'm not angry about. I don't blame him. There's a, there's always a sequence of events. Like, you know, I try to tell people all the time when they go like, you know, I just, uh, I left the keys in the car just for a second because I was running into the Dairy Queen. And then next thing you know, the, the thing started rolling on its own. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Don't leave the car running. Like I go, but it was fine, you know. And it was like, yeah, I know. But there's a sequence of events that they start off as nothing, and they end up with your car mashing into a a bus with special needs kids, in yeah, it, right. you know, and you're getting sued. Like they, everything starts off as sort of nothing. So Jim gave us gave us the car, and it didn't have air filters on it; just had open stacks, mm-hmm. you know. And so I was kind of looking at it, and I was like, eh, I don't, I don't want to run open stacks. And so Sean said, well, I put some screens on it, so we have some fine screens. And I'm fine. So he made a nice screen. You guys know the story probably. And he did a real good custom Sean type yeah. of job, and they put them inside of the stacks instead of over the top of the stacks and blah, blah, blah. And Matt sent a picture of it to Jim, and Jim's like, ah, it's going to cut down at the high end, at the high right. RPMs. It's going to cut the airflow. Yeah. The screen and I'm like, man, I get it. I mean, it's a screen you can see through, it, but it's kind of fine, and you could see where it would cut down flow. 
So I then went in to inform Sean, like, hey, man, we got to get rid of the screens, which Sean wasn't happy about. His pride was hurt a little bit. Like, I thought I did a good job. With yeah, screens. they look great. <laughs> they look great. And I was like, yeah, but the guy races these cars all the time, says it's going to hurt at 7,500 RPM. Yeah, you know? the high end, it's going to. So I said, uh, hmm, all right, well, let's get rid of the screens. And then I said, what do we have? Do we have one of those half sausage uh, foam filters that everyone yeah. runs around here. And we looked around. We didn't have anything. Yeah. So then I went and looked at the BRE 510, and that had just a foam individual sock that went over each stack. Right. Each one was just sort of, I don't know, just clamped They're on, just zip, zip tied on. Zip tied on. Yeah. And so I said, oh, I guess we can just use these socks. And then the biggest mistake I've made in my adult life, I, I said to Jim Frula, I said, what, what do you run? You know, what it was everyone run? Yeah. What do you guys like? And he just sent me a picture that sort of looks like a half a sausage, not half. Yeah, like a hamburger, l- like a hot dog wise. bun, like one side yeah. of a hot dog bun. Yeah, I was <laughs> calling it the weenie. It's funny. It's called the sausage. It is. Okay. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a sausage that's cut long ways in half and the half that's on there. So this is what we run. I said to Sean, yeah, I don't know. We could just put on this foam socks from the from the 510. Yeah. But I don't know if we could grab one of those sausage ones. If we could find one and get it here quickly. I don't want to do it. Put it on. Yeah. So Sean goes, okay. And now it's getting up time to get ready to leave at this point, you know, a day or two before we have to hit the road. And Sean's like, I found one. And I was like, oh, okay, local? Yeah, they said they can have it here next day. They can have it here tomorrow. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, if they're going to have it here tomorrow, then then put it on. We'll use that <laughs> yeah. one. So Sweet. Feels like a win. <laughs> feels like a win. Now, they come with a metal backing plate, yeah. and it's a blank. You have to, like, drill it out for the trumpets and drill it out for multiple things. And Sean put it on, super clean, put the filter on, super nice. Everything was good. And got out to the track and went out, started the car. Car started, you know, in the pit and everything uh, in the paddock, ran well, you know, through some revs, you know, blah, blah, blah. Everything was copacetic. Went out to the track and just had it just gurgle all the way around for the first parade lap and immediately just pulled off. Like, I didn't know if I was going to make it, make it all the way back. Came off, pulled off the side into the hot pit. Everyone was looking at everything, couldn't find anything, popped the trunk, saw that a lead wire from the fuel pump, the electronic fuel pump, had fallen off. Yeah, it's just two posts, knurled posts, and they push on. It's actually a little odd that they just push on. Um, almost like imagine a, a spark plug wire going onto a spark plug, something like that. And it hangs underneath, right? So, I don't know, some vibration and whatever. And then... We saw one of them was off, and you know, we're, we're trying to squeeze it a little bit, trying to get it to clamp a little bit more, but the way the rubber is and, and whatnot, it's not really clamping more, and we temporarily just kind of mad dash to throw like a zip tie on to hold it on, and, uh, and you know, the fuel pump fired back up again. I don't know that it was on perfectly straight, but it was on, it seemed like it was firing up the fuel pump. We're like, all right, go. So then I start to go, and as I'm going, as I'm climbing back, getting back onto the track, it starts gurgling again as I'm, like, going up the uphill a little, like, trying to yeah. join the race. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh. Uh, it's decision-making time. Yeah, I'm in, not— in, in 10 feet, you're going to be on the track everyone and is, out of pit lane. Everyone's at race speed at this point. That's the I, fastest I, part. I don't, wanna, I don't want to join the group. Yeah, when they're going at speed and I'm gurgling and I'm not sure if it's just not catching because I'm at 4000 RPM and those, those cars are so cammy that they, they have to get up on the pipe and I don't know the car. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. is this going to just catch and I'm going to get on it or is it not catching? Like I've never driven the car, so I don't know. So I thought, eh, I, I don't know. I, I think it's doing the same thing. I, so I pull over. Yeah. In the hot pit, still like getting back on the track. And then, of course, like fucking clockwork, this has happened to me so many times, <laughs> all of a sudden, I see cars all pulling off the track and lining up behind me. Yeah. And as soon as I see the first car coming up and lining up behind me, I start pointing frantically, like, move over. Move no, over. I'm not. I'm, this is not me. Like, they got yellow. They got a full course yellow, and everyone pulled off and thought I pulled off first seeing the yellow. Yeah. 
I, I, I don't know the timing of this thing. Like, I stopped going up the hill. I stopped, and I was like, I'm not going down the track. I'm going to start backing down. I'm going to start backing. As I start backing down, I start seeing all these cars, all the cars get up, up. And they go right up behind me, and they just line up behind me. And I'm waving the whole time, like, go around. But the guy's pulling up behind me. He's like, I'm not going around. I'm not going back on the we got a full course yell. Yeah. Now I'm sitting there with 20 cars behind me, and I'm the lead car, and now the fucking fly guys are going, all right, back on the track. And everyone's just, I'm going, I'm not going back on the track. I can't we're trying to get them the around track. you. Even the track officials at that part are going, oh, something doesn't seem right here. Like, yes, we've been sitting here the whole time going, move, move. But also, that these, that never happens. If <laughs> it, it could have happened either. A few minutes before, in which case there would have been cars a bunch in front of me, or after I was able to coast backwards and get myself off the track. Yeah. But the moment I stopped and started to go backwards, a bunch of cars pulled in behind me. Yeah. And, of course, no one had any context or idea. If they would have done one more lap before the yellow, we would have had you pushed back. Right. And and basically off the track at that point. Right. So the fuel pump was an issue, but it wasn't the issue. Right. It wasn't the only issue, and and we we figured there's going to be a few bugs. Nobody's driven the car; it's been out there. So we bring it back into the pit. We're like, I don't think it's the fuel pump. We're starting to look into it more. It's bogging. It's uh, or or at this point, maybe you're doing the second session. It's like it's not running right. Fuel pump's fine. It's not running right. We bring it back, and we're like, it's got to be. Something electrical at this point. We kept saying it's got to be electrical, 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 right? There's there's nothing else left. And we pulled the distributor cap off, and the rotor that's in there has sort of this, I don't know, this kind of piece next to it. And we did find they were rubbing. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't to spec and and it was kind of dinging and, and chipping away at this. So our thought was, oh, the first few laps or lap or so was fine, and as it chipped away, it ruined this distributor. And yeah. We, so we str- swapped distributors. Yeah. Pulled the valve cover. Looked at the valves and checked all the valves. Made sure the valve springs weren't broken. Valve springs are fine. Fuel pumps fixed at this point. New distributor. There was one there. Uh, swapped in. Didn't fix the issue. No. Um, the high RPM issue. Right. Um, the, uh, the Sean and his sort of haste to put the backing plate on did not drill a couple of holes that the carburetor requires to take air in for the higher RPM. Like, which are pretty specific to those carbs. Yeah. It's not, it's not a, it's not a major blunder. It just happened to have big consequences, which is the plate covered this hole and the hole was for the higher RPM jetting and it wasn't getting air. So the car would start, the car would run, you could throw some revs at it, but when you got out on the track and started to open it up, it was starved of air because the plate was covering it. So we got back up. We finally faced. So I went out for the second session of Saturday, same exact problem. And I just pulled off immediately. I said, we haven't fixed this. It's exactly the same problem. Mm -hmm. Didn't know what it was. Guy stayed all night working on it, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, we found out it was our fault for putting the thing on the wrong way. And they pulled. To be fair, the first thing that Les said when he came up to the car in the hot pit was, you probably don't have holes for the intake, whatever. Yeah, and nobody knew what he was talking about. Nobody was paying attention. (laughs) Right. Everyone was checking the fuel pump and stuff. And you couldn't see it from the outside, you know. Yeah. So, um then uh, I got there Sunday morning to run the car, and now the whole air filter assembly just been removed. So right. we're running right. open stacks at this point. Right. We're right back, back to the to- way Jim delivered the car. Right. <laughs> it's exactly how. Right. And and then we asked Troy, we're like, hey, what's the deal? People running stacks, running, not running stacks. He's like, I run them. I get about th- – I don't run them. I get about three extra horsepower, but the guys that run filters – their their engine lasts five times as long as, as, right. as mine. Right. I was like, I don't know. It seems pretty expensive for three horsepower, but sure. Yeah, like Troy needs three horsepower. So um, 
So I was like, all right, well, we're back to running open stacks, but uh, fine. And uh, the whole time I kind of set a little goal for myself, which is I'd never driven this car before. I haven't driven a B sedan in, in quite in some time um, or 510 for sure. And sometime since my BRE, probably there's a number of years ago. I set a kind of modest goal, which is, look, I'm not going to be as fast as these guys who go out and run these cars consistently and they know them well. But uh, if I can get in, into the 140 somethings, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. want I didn't want it. I didn't want the second number to start with a five. Right. I didn't want 150. Yeah. I didn't want 151. I, I, I knew that was a, a weak time. And what I was looking for is, uh, you know, 148, 149, maybe like a 14 yeah. something. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't going to be a 145. It was just going to be like a 14 and then a high number, 8, 9, whatever. But I didn't want the next number to be a 5 because that's kind of the Mason-Dixon line of the slow guys versus <laughs> yeah. the faster guys. Yeah. So that was my modest, you know, hope. But now we're coming into the race day, Sunday, and I've gotten zero time driving the car at, at any speed yeah. at all. There was four sessions total over the weekend, two uh, Friday, two – or it was Saturday and Sunday, two Saturday, yeah. two Sunday. And uh, at this point, we're going into the fourth session, and you have two well, shitty we're go- laps. we're going into the third session. The, this is the last race of the day, Sunday. No. This, the, we're going into the third race. Of the weekend, the the morning session of Sunday. Okay. We did two sessions Saturday with nothing. Yeah. And one lap each or one gurgled nursing it around the track lap. Yeah. And then we come back Sunday and the filter has been removed and the car is now running right. Yeah. And still confused? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to do the. You're going to, it's going to come back to you. So now I'm going out Sunday at the 1230, the early session, which is 1230, the late one's 430, and the car's fixed. Oh, I remember now. Yeah. So now <laughs> I go out there, and now we're running a, a race, essentially. It's yeah. not it's not just pull out and lap time. It's finish time. Yeah. Where it's place. It's where you finished. I'm in the, I'm in the back uh, because I haven't run, haven't run this. But I come up right. with this. Yeah, you got two two laps in at this point. That's it. One lap and one lap for the two sessions because it, it broke. So now, all right. So now you're out. So now I go, all right, I'm out. And I go find our reliable friend, Dave Stone. Mm-hmm. And he's got the Frelson 510. And I know that car. And I know he's good in that car and fast in that car. And uh, Max Zapata may take some digging around, but we had this funny story he's the other side of the funny story where after turn six he went off the track and i kept he passed me and then i like passed him and he hung a tire and got got wide and i passed him again and we're he's got the yellow the yellow and black he's got the yellow and black 510 and it and the thing that was funny about him and that story is earlier in and that was just from like that wasn't from monterey historics max zapata that was just from a b sedan race over there um, the thing that was funny about that story is, is, as you know, but maybe the listeners don't recall, that's the story where when we came back, the right side of a cool Alpha GTA or V was all caved in the, yes. the driver, yes. the passenger side door. Yeah. And I was like, what happened? It's like somebody got off the track at the top uh, coming out of turn six and they came back onto the track yes. and they caved in the side of this guy's <laughs> door. And I'm like. I said to Dave, well, I guess that's on the guy who got off the track and came back on the cave. And it's like, Dave was like, no, nah, I think it's on the driver of the Alpha. He should have slowed up or checked up or moved over or something like that. And I was like, eh. one guy was on the racing line. The other guy got off the track and then re-entered the track. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's on that guy. And he's like, nah, but he should have given room or whatever. And I was like, eh, I'm sorry, Dave, you get off the track and you try to re-enter and you yeah. hit somebody that's kind of on you and he's like i don't know the alpha guy should have 
10 minutes later, we we're doing a race and the exact same thing happened to us. He, he got off the track and I was like, I'm not, I'm not letting up. And he got back on and like almost clipped me in the exact same <laughs> spot on the same turn. But anyway, he could have been like, I told you he's a good guy. <laughs> we love Dave. And I know, I know we're, he's got a lot more seat time in his 510, obviously, but I know we're sort of around the same speed. He's faster. But we've had races where we've diced it up for four or five laps, yeah. you know, together. So I said, Dave, where'd you qualify or whatever? And he goes, ah, my transponder didn't work. So they're going to put me in the end. I go, okay. All right. Um, they're going to put you in the end. Why don't I just go right after you? We'll pull up to the track. And then I know you're fast. I know you're a good driver. And I know we, we're, we're good together. We've driven together a few times. I'll just stay with you. I'll just stay yeah. on your bumper. And we'll we'll work our way up up through the traffic, up through the top, or up through. You know, I'll just yeah. follow you because I I don't know how fast this car can go, but I know what your car does. I know what you do, and I know I I know your car. My car won't fall short of the capabilities of your car. So if I just kind of stay with you, uh, yeah, it'll be great, good. It's a great strategy. He's a it's good a great driver. strategy. He's like absolutely. Let's do so it. So he pulls up, and I pull up on the grid after him. And I go, all right, you go out front. And then there's a minute left before everyone's going to pull out on the track. And all of a sudden, here comes Steve Link. (laughs) And this red, white, and blue Dotson. And Link's a friend of mine, too. And and I've done a lot of races with him. And I know he's fast. So he comes pulling up. Now, he's behind me. He's next to me. And he doesn't know what the plan is. So we say to Link, go, you go. Then Dave will go. Then I'll go. And I'll follow Dave and you. And you're fast. And we'll work this out. And he's like, okay. Yeah, I popped my head in. He said, sure. I talked to the track official lady. I go, we're just going to let him go first. She's like, yeah, it's cool. Everything's fine. Right. Do it. So then they go, wind it up, start the race. <laughs> and Steve can't start his car. No. And and But we didn't know that at first because it's noisy. And he's he's not looking at me. He's looking down. And I'm waving my arms going, what are you doing? And he's just like, like he... It didn't look like the car wasn't starting. It looked like he wasn't paying attention that the whole line went out. Right. So right? I, I just said, I was like, go, go. He wouldn't go. Yeah. So now I'm like looking at Dave and Dave's pointing at me like, go. Go. Or, Why aren't you going? He's thought, waiting. For, he's waiting for Steve Link. He's kind of can only see you at this point. Right. He knows Link's there, but he he's wondering why nobody's moving. So anyway, then and then it seemed like everybody moved at the same time, and we got we're like, oh, we got to now. I'm going, and I, this whole plan of I'm going to follow Dave through the thing, the it's, it's all out the it's window. A, none I, of it worked. I, I made a plan; it was perfect. We're it both going to start at the easy. back. We're just going to work our way up through the whatever, and it was all off. Didn't work at all. Didn't work at all. Steve <laughs> Link pulled up with 30 seconds to go, and then we changed the plan, and then his car didn't start, and the plan was off. So then I was just driving around trying to turn some laps, like just yeah, seeing if I can get yeah. used to the car and whatever. And laps five or six, as I was going up that left-hander, going up, starting to go up the hill. Yeah. Uh, turn five or six. I don't know what it is. Turn six, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I still don't know. Uh, all of a sudden, as I'm turning hard left and going up the hill and suspension's kind of bottoming out, I see this poof of smoke from my right rear. And uh, smoke filling the the cabin, and uh, something happened. Something gave something. Yeah, something happened big time. And it was like smoke, smoke, smoke everywhere. I'm looking out my rear view. I'm seeing smoke. The engine sounds fine. Everything seems mechanically fine, but there's smoke everywhere. And of course, once again, I'm just going to nurse my way off the track. And then we get to the hot pit. And I'm saying, did a tire rub or blow or something or scraping? And you guys are saying, it looks like the tire's rubbing a little. But I'm like, no, there's a lot of smoke, a lot of smoke. But we didn't see it when you came in. Right. Right. And and you said right rear, and that's the tire right. that was rubbing. Right. And it wasn't smoking while you, you came in. We're like, right. I, I don't know. We could. So we they're could. like, I think you're good to go out. And I'm like, I don't know. There's a lot of smoke. There's a lot of smoke. And. And then the corner guys were like, he's smoking. Yeah. Hey, that guy wasn't great with the communication. He was on the headset. And he's like, and I was like, yeah, it was smoking. And so then he went and asked. He's like, hey, was Corolla smoking out there? And we're rubbing the tire. We're, we're not seeing anything. And then uh, 
you were like, well, move the car forward. We're going to see if you're going to go out. Let's see if it's rubbing or not. You move the car forward, and we see some oil down there. We see some fluid down there. Oh, right. And we're like, hold it. And then the corner worker comes over, and he goes, yeah, yeah. He was smoking up uh, at the at the corners. And I was right. like, uh, okay. Right. Nine seconds ago would have been better <laughs> to tell me. <laughs> so now I go limping back into the pit and into the paddock. Yeah. I'll tell you the rest in a second. First, I'll tell you about Madison Reed. Mr. Everyone, I love this stuff. It's uh, It blends the gray. It's a natural color. Your hair, and oh, your hair and your beard, uh, you can see the before and after shots. You go to their website. They look great. And they don't have the shoe polish look. I use this stuff. You comes in a nice little box. And you put on the black rubber gloves, and you put a little bit of the uh, color gel in your hands. Just rub it together and just kind of work it through your hair. And then you uh, take the activator and you do that. And you do the exact same thing. You just rub it through your hair. You wait 10 minutes and then you, you shampoo and you rinse it off and shampoo it. And it just takes a gray. And you get, you know, you get more uh, pepper and less salt. It's not that weird sort of sharpie, stark look. It's just a natural look. And if you... Uh, Want to get rid of a little, little bit of that gray, fellas? You want to add a little bit? You can, and by the way, you can go to their website and find out the right color for you. You do it at uh, Madison Reed Mister, right, Matt? Yeah, go to madisonreedmister.com. That's madisonreedmr.com, and use code Adam for ten percent off plus free shipping on your first box. Again, that's code Adam. All right, so uh, now I pull back in, and uh, God knows what's the problem. Right. I don't know, smoking, big time smoke. And at this point, can I be honest? Mm-hmm. Sure, might as well. At this point, I've gotten nothing in the first run. I've gotten <laughs> nothing in the second run. Right. I pull out my uh, timer, my lap timer list on my phone. Yeah. I got that uh, app. Yeah, What's yeah. that stupid ha- app? Harry's timer? Harry's timer. I put it right at the top. It says 153. Yeah. I'm like, well, maybe I did a better lap than that. Maybe that was like, uh-oh, best lap. It says best lap. <laughs> best lap. 153. And by the way, I didn't even look at the number next to it. It could have been 153.9. Like, I was like. <laughs> yeah. Once you saw the 53, you're like, I'm going to stop reading. <laughs> yeah. Max Pat, if you find my phone or tell someone to find my phone and hit the Harry's one, is it, uh, 153. And I'm yeah. like, okay, <sighs> that's slower than shit. Like, I, I was like. I would have been, I would have been very unhappy with a one fifty one. Yeah, this is a one fifty three, and yeah. this is a one fifty three. And okay, maybe it's not my fault. I've never driven the car before. I don't know. But at this point, the guys jack up the car, and they throw the jack stands under, and they're sliding in the car. And I can I be honest with you, Matthew? Yeah. At this point, I'm like, I fucking. I hope it's a main bearing. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I just want to. I just want to crack a beer yeah. and just fucking say act of God. You know what I mean? Like, w- what do we do now? First things first. If we if we do the last race of the day, it's four thirty in the afternoon. I mean, yeah, we're we're yeah. in L.A. I mean, we're not going to get out of there till six. I mean, we got a five hour haul back to L.A. Mm-hmm. Number one, we got to pack up the car. We got number two. It's like I, I want a beer. I just want to put on my fucking flip-flops and have a beer and wish all these guys good luck in the afternoon race. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm kind of hoping at this point, just fucking pack. It wasn't meant to be. Right. Let's like, just pack it up. And then right. what's the alternative? We fix this thing and I go out for the feature race at the end of the fucking week and I have no seat time in this car at all, basically. Yeah. And my 153, that's all you need to know. It's, it's, it's not working out. <laughs> yeah. So... uh Jim's mechanic, Matt, like comes back and he goes, oh, it just seems like a main seal in the back of the transmission. And I'm, I'm like, well, good luck finding a main seal. And he's like, I, yeah. we have one, you know, and I'm like, like eh, I don't even know if it's worth doing. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. And then 10 minutes later, Jim's like, oh, it's just the bung. It's just a plug. The plug where the uh, Speedo cable would go into the side of the transmission blew out. Yeah, this, there's no Speedo cable going in there. So it's just a capped off plug. And that plug blew out, popped out something, and it dropped a little bit of fluid. Now, the beauty of it is— Well, uh, under pressure and under the race, it blew it out. 
it didn't it, it like right. it, it shot it out because it was that's what blew it yeah, out it in the kind first of a, place. A pop in the puff of smoke and right. or hit the exhaust in the puff of smoke. But I brought it but, in and I didn't ruin the transmission. Well, that's the thing is you brought it in right away and it's not a huge hole, so it would take a bit for the fluid to come out. So when they found a plug and fixed it and refilled it, it didn't need a lot of fluid, which was the right. good news for the transmission. But you're right. So you're kind of on this this decision-making thing going, well, if, if it's a seal, it's got to take the drive shaft's got to come off. And this is like, maybe we shouldn't do it. But these guys are like, no, no, this one's super easy. This is literally just a plug. We yeah. can go find one, see who's got one, pull yeah. one off another car, uh, whatever. Yeah, 15301. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so sweet. it's a tight 153. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at the time. So I'm like, ugh. So it's a simple fix, and they're like, everyone's like, don't worry, you'll make that afternoon session. That's it. And I was like, okay, but how's this going to work? As you're I standing mean, there, probably just about to crack a beer, uh, yeah, going, like, oh, the beer here, down. drink this. <laughs> so I was uh. like, uh. Um, and then, <laughs> and then Troy Ermish was like, hey, why don't we have some fun? Why don't we take the top five guys and put them in the back of yeah. the race? Well, Jim came up to me and goes, hey, do you think Adam's going to be mad? Because the transmission broke, I go no. He's going to be mad that you fixed it. <laughs> he can't have his beer. Can't have a beer. He's like, what? I was like, no, seriously. I think I think it was so decided that now we like, got the right, top five it. fast guys in the back, and then me, I'm in the back. I'm leading the backpack because yeah. I still haven't laid down any kind of qualifying or anything, and so I'm like, all right. So now I got the five fast guys behind me, mm-hmm. right behind me, and then fifteen fast guys or slower than the guys behind me but still fast guys in front of me and i was like i don't know how this race is gonna work now <laughs> i don't even know what i'm doing so um so now you're 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 15th out of 20 but the last five are the fastest guys there and they're just gonna reel everybody in immediately immediately which by the way looks fantastic on camera Right. As far as Nate's concerned, it's right. the best footage ever. Right. Because there's so much action going on. Right. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to drive and see what happens. But just because I have a fair bit of experience and I do get my hustle on once the race begins, I was able just to kind of hang in the hang with the folks that were around me and pass a car to. Of course, the fast guys got around me but the, some of the faster fast guys or some of the slower of the fast took a few laps took a while to get around me as i as i it's, recall it's traffic nobody wants to hurt a car they they did everybody was playing super smart and and respectful yeah but the point is is i was going fast enough to not have the fourth or fifth fast guy fly past me mm-hmm. once things once things opened up i was able to kind of have a race with them for a little while so uh, it all turned out good. The car ran good. I turned a 147.9, but it's still a 140. It's got, it starts with a four, and yeah. the next one's a seven. And it wasn't 149. That's good. 147.9 was good. I think 11th overall. Right. Uh, which which is, is good. And got a good final run out of the whole thing. It's funny because we're talking about all the little quirks and things that happened, the little mistakes we made and the car made. But if that car got as good as it's almost going to get by the fourth session out, that's a pretty well dialed in race car, right? Mm-hmm. We we talked to Jim Farley, the CEO of Ford, and he's got his Cobras, Mickey Thompson Cobra. He bought it about three or so years ago, run it a f- few times, rebuilt everything, and he said almost every race he did the first year, whatever, it's still a handful, but he did nothing worked it's always right. something it said it wasn't until year two that he got the bugs worked out you know right. i don't know if that's five weekends or not or four weekends but it's probably you know 10 sessions 15 sessions around a track before you got it like that's what happens this yeah, was, that's what happens and, well and, the first one was self-inflicted it was really the, <laughs> that the was, filter that was that was us um 
Let me uh, let me tell you guys about uh, Dodge. Summertime is the best time to join the Brotherhood of Muscle because Dodge Power Dollars means you get a guaranteed discount. The math is simple. You get $10 off based on the total horsepower of the new Dodge vehicle. That's every 2020 Challenger, every 2020 Durango, and every 2020 Charger. You get the most out of the horsepower this summer. With $10 off for each horsepower, that means you can go in and pick up a Dodge SRT Scat Pack, the Charger Scat Pack. It's got 480 85 horsepower, so you'll get $4,850 off. And this summer, Power Dollars is back on the Dodge Durango. So no matter where summer the, where this summer takes you, the Dodge Durango is here to make every trip this season a breeze. So get more power, you get more off. It's that simple. Hurry into your local Dodge dealer now to take advantage of Dodge Power Dollars. Uh, so it was good, and it ran strong, and the car sounded fantastic. The car landed, uh, looked great. I'm yeah. sure the wing we put on there created an unfair advantage, unfair. a completely unfair advantage. Yeah. No, it was kind <laughs> of the probably bell. Why the probably why the tire was rubbing. You were going so fast, so much downforce. It was kind of the bell of the ball. Like, everyone came up and just went, how good this car looked. Yeah, and it looked good. Jim did just, a great job. The color scheme, the whatever. People remember the car from back in the day or whatever it is, but it's just a cool cool scheme it's a cool car what a what a fun group to race in what a good group of people everybody is so awesome out there so and it was nice to it wasn't the big monterey weekend where some of those cars wouldn't be allowed to race i don't even know if there is a a 510b sedan i don't know how many 510s even qualify for the show um there would be some like uh, the Frelson 510 we spoke yeah. about that uh, Dave Stone yeah. has, you know, there were some historically significant cars, you know, and but there certainly wouldn't be like the car that came in, I don't know, third or fourth or maybe fifth or sixth. I can't remember, but uh, the uh, Oli's beer, you mm-hmm. know, 2002 or whatever. Like I was talking to that guy and he was like, I was like, what's the history of this car? And I said, oh, it's Ted, uh, Jim just built it for me. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, like oh, it looks like an old car that was sponsored by Oli. It's like yeah, that seems cool. Yeah, it seems th- cool. It's a new car. <laughs> yeah, that w- it was a great group. I'd love to see that group or a bunch of those cars uh, get a group together for Monterey. But because it wasn't the full, the, you know, the, the the big event, it was a great opportunity to do in a race with times, but also really shake down the car. That's what it was about. Mm-hmm. And. uh we we're able to go look at a cool diecast model. Oh yeah, of the nine thirty five as well at a at a uh, boutique at a at an art gallery. Yes, which is uh, kind of interesting. What's the name of that place? Light and Shadow. Light and Shadow. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, Beverly was the she was boss the curator, of the boss. I don't know if we took any pictures of that. Yes, yeah, I have one. Oh, you do. I, I do have a oh, few. Okay, that's interesting. A few photos of the. Uh, well, it was really detailed and really i mean it was more accurate than my car and i own the car but which was interesting it's a one-eighth scale model and this is uh this one isn't the super detailed one where you open the hood and you can mess around with all the little bits in the engine those are very expensive those are 10 12 grand well the the ones where you lift the bonnet and the hood and the whatever and you see literally every engine part are like 12 grand yeah this is called curbside. The ones like the doors don't open, the hood doesn't open, and it's right. like fifty three hundred bucks or yeah. something like. But that. an incredible amount of detail, good size. It's bigger than what you think. Uh, you know, it's it's um, it looked fantastic. And you're right, there was some detail that seemed much more, uh, you know, authentic to its Lama day, not necessarily the following races or whatnot with the lights and stuff that they had to put on yeah. for that. Yeah. It was an, it was an incredible, uh, incredible craftsmanship involved with this, this place and, and this vehicle and all their vehicles. It's really interesting. It's, you hear about it, you go, <laughs> and then you get up on it and you go, wow, this is impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's impressive. Everything in that store was impressive. Yep. We'll uh, put the pictures up at, uh, what is it? CarCastShow.com. com. I'll put it up on my social media at Motorator as well. And I'll tag everybody involved with the model so you can find out where you – this. the one we saw was the prototype. It won't be for sale. And they're going to p- 
based on the pre-orders, you can get these if you want. So they are available. If anybody wanted them, you will be able to buy one of these. All right. Last but not least, Geico. They're offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. That's uh, 15% on top of the money you could already be saving if you're going with Geico. So what are you waiting for? There's never been a better time to switch to Geico. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. So you go to Geico.com and you learn all about it and just how much you could be saving at Geico.com. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in and thanks for taking this little journey with us. Another another trip to the track. And Adam, I know you filmed some stuff uh, for Going Racing, so everyone should get ready for that because you, uh, you had interviews with uh, an interview with Jim Farley. Yeah, we, yeah, we did a lot of interviews and, and we in-car camera stuff and you know, and you'll get more of, of this story along with the visuals, this whole story along with the visuals that go with it. Yes, you shall get them all. You can go to amcrolla.com and find out where I'm doing live shows everywhere. And uh, I'm your emotional support animal available on Amazon. Uh, check it out. Leave a review. I, I read it. Moderator, what do you got? Uh, I got some, some a little bit of footage and photos from this weekend and more stuff coming up on uh, my social media at Moderator. So, till next time, Adam Carolla for Matt, the Moderator. DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Another word from our friends at Geico. Right now, Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. That's 15% on top of the money Geico could already be saving you. So what are you waiting for? You could be saving money as well. There's never been a better time to switch to Geico than now. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Visit geico.com to learn more.